What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 118. Today with my guest, Felipe Pacaniella. He's a solo artist and producer in the Baltimore area. I featured a new song of his called For You, and you'll hear that momentarily. Uh, We had a pretty fun all-around conversation about all sorts of stuff, uh, religion, philosophy, science, music, theory, etc. Felipe is heavily involved in his church and the band there, so we had a fair amount of discussion on that subject. And I added links to Felipe's studio and music below. Check that out. But yeah, uh, whether you are friends or fans of his, uh, hopefully you enjoy the episode. As always, thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting local music. We all definitely appreciate it. Hopefully you yourself are doing okay out there, staying safe and sane, stuff like that. Uh, The first festival for this podcast is June 4th at Fishhead Cantina in Baltimore, featuring all former bands of the show. And then um, Part-Time Rockstar Productions is also operational now as well. If you're in the market for a cheap music video of high quality, we can definitely hook you up on that. Rates are starting about 300 bucks. And then lastly, a uh, sponsor for the show is Truly Strings out of Laurel, Maryland. Uh, Steven is the luthier there running the guitar shop. Definitely check him out. And if you mention the podcast, he'll definitely hook you up. But yeah. Without uh, too much further ado here, we'll get to the conversation with Felipe. Oh yeah? yeah, tall right, tales. Right, right. Yeah, Felix tells me you're awesome, man. You, you do music, okay. you you play. Do you write your songs and stuff? Is that what's going on? Yeah, man. I uh, I just literally found out one of them's going on uh, WTMT like a couple minutes ago on the radio. Oh, that's what's up. So, nice, good guess, man. Pretty stoked on that. Nice, but, uh, dude. That's crazy. Yeah, man, it's freaking awesome. But uh, yeah, me and uh, Felix are <laughs> pretty good buds now these days, you could say, for sure. Nice. Yeah, dude, I've known Felix, man, for like ever, bro. We, we were in a band together when we were like like 12. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. It's been a long time. And for those listening, we're talking about Felix Nieto of the Hangar Studio, which you can definitely follow on Instagram now. Finally, I was finally pushing him to name the place because I was like, dude, you're not going to get it. I don't know. We had some crazy names for the place. Um, <laughs> he's, I think he settled Whoa. on the hangar, but uh, nice. for a while he didn't have a- any social media for it. So it was like, how are you going to get as much business if, uh, if you're keeping it like hidden? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's a cool studio, man. It's a good place, too. Uh, it's amazing. Have you yeah, uh, been yeah. playing down there with him at all? 
Dude, I just went there to hang with him, but I haven't recorded anything yet. Okay, cool. Yeah, maybe when the time is right, you know, I have an uh, okay like, home studio here, so I yeah. get most of my here. No, it looks pretty legit. Um, I don't usually put the uh, video up on YouTube or anything, but um, I don't know. I'll definitely, I'll definitely take a screenshot or whatever and post oh, that. Oh yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm like super blessed, bro. I have like this, and then I have another side there where I have like a grand piano, and then right I have on. drums. You know, all that it, good stuff. So, did you record what you sent me the uh, the song um, there? Or did you record? Oh yeah, right, right, yeah. That was actually with a client because I, I produced a lot of people. So that song is just the latest one that was released. So I figured I might as well send you that one, you know? Yeah. No, that makes so, sense. Um I wasn't sure based on that if you were in like Felix Church band or uh something like oh, that or Man, which... the slow yeah, we, we had a church band. Well, it wasn't a church band, like a Christian rock ish band. Like yeah. 200 years ago you know <laughs> that was the deal and yeah dude sometimes i play at the church he works at yeah but we're not in a band together or anything i don't have the honor yet <laughs> fair enough you're still on the call up list or waiting list maybe. Yeah, right 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 yeah so so i work at other places you know all that good stuff yeah well i figure you and him then probably have a ton in common obviously being in the production world and then also maybe a little bit in the uh jesus rock world too you know he, yeah, uh... you know it, man. Yeah, dude. <laughs> for hours, dude. And it's funny because, like, yeah. when you produce music, there's not a lot of people you can talk to about what you're doing because yeah. most people don't understand. You know, like I don't understand what I do most of the time. You know, so like, so yeah. it, it's really cool to to be able to hang with Felix, you know, and, and see his studio and all that. And I remember when he started his studio in his room, you know, and that was oh like, yeah, thing. No, it I... was like the very beginning. I remember. So I recorded a lot there. <laughs> Oh, you did? No way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, how come I haven't met you? That's crazy. Uh, we just haven't happened to be there on the same day, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, true, so. true. I, yeah, I heard some of your music, too. Was it like this or something like that? <laughs> that, oh, that, was that one. That one's unreleased so far. <laughs> oh, it's oh, it's that one. Right, right, yeah. That's... <laughs> That was a that was that was a demo that may or may not see the light of day. Uh, we'll see. Oh, true, true. So, yeah, but yeah, nice. I have uh, quite a few <laughs> just sitting there on the hard drive, just waiting. Oh, okay, okay. How do you go about releasing your music, man? Do you like just just throw it as you want it, or like? Yeah, I mean there aren't really any rules to it. I guess I don't know. I just when a song's done, I release it. I've only ever done one full album. At, and released all of it at once uh, since then i just usually if i come up with a song i let it sit let it marinate and then bring it to felix if i think it's good enough and then we work on it for like weeks or months at a time and then i finally built up enough of like a back catalog i feel like on his hard drive to where like oh. for like this year i'll be able to just like slowly go over once in a while and like work on a song and then that way that something's always coming out you know what i mean right okay gotcha that's cool man so you write songs with Felix, i guess like you, you uh, bring it and you guys polish it honestly i wish i've been <laughs> pushing him to do that for a while like dude let's actually write together but i mean as you know like in the production sort of side of things like um i feel like you get writing credit whether you like it or not because like i feel like i bring 
I don't know, 80, 90% of a song, if not a hundred percent of the song, but regardless, like we tweak it, you know, Felix has like a great, great ear for like adjusting anything, whether it's a bridge or a guitar part or melody or harmony or something all together, maybe a little different. So it just, it all kind of depends. Oh yeah. 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 He's amazing, man. That's what I do kind of with pretty much all of my clients. Like they bring, sometimes it's like 80% done. Sometimes it's like 5% done. You know, you have like nothing. You just go for it. But yeah, dude, it's a lot of fun, man. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, I guess then I don't know how deeply you are involved with the uh, religious music scene, but um, I feel like might as well talk about it for a second because like I dabbled in it maybe back in the day. Because um, you might know Luke Roberts, maybe, as well. Of course. Yeah, the drummer. Yeah. Now. Yeah, dude, I also know him, like, oh, dude. I met this guy so randomly. We were at this dance dance concert. Nice. And then, I don't even know if it's called a concert, dance show. And then yeah. he thought I was there to see his friend, and I thought he was there to see my friend. So we, like, became friends instantly. And then he invited me to his house, thinking we had this one friend in common. And I was like, yeah, sure, let's go. And then, like, five, ten minutes later, we figured out that we did not have the friend in common. So it was, like, just awkward, like, okay, so I guess I'll go to, like, this random dude's house. (laughs) And then we became friends. So, yeah, I know him, his brother is awesome, too, Daniel. Yeah, of course. The DJR. They're calling themselves the the DJR and the LJR now. So. Right, yeah, the, the fancy, fancy names for them. I know. For for a while, uh, they had competing studios in uh in their parents' house. It was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, dude, these guys, man, they're, they're hilarious. I used to go there yeah. for jam sessions like every week. It was a nice. good time. Yeah, yeah. And tell me what what is your experience with the Christian Christian music scene? I guess. Well, basically, like, in present day, Luke still drums with me in the band uh, a lot of the time when he's not working oh, on the yeah. when he's not working on the, the uh, solo career stuff. But yeah. uh, back in the day, he almost dragged me into his, uh, you know, like, um, church band. But like a youth group church uh, band. Like Grace, yeah, right. Yeah, and like, I, I actually went to like tryout or whatever, audition, because like they swindled me in they were like well we got pink floyd in the set so i was like ah, all right i, I can get into this because like you know that church was like a full-blown rock show uh a lot of sundays or whatever because big auditorium not it wasn't quite a mega church then it was still the the older church but nonetheless it was like i don't know big production mm-hmm. so i got in there and you know tried it out but it was just like man <laughs> This is a little bit just too intense for me. Like, I don't know. I'm still kind of like a punk rock kid or whatever. So it's just like, I don't know if this goes with my ethos or not. Like telling right. people what telling people what to believe or what not to believe. Like, I don't know. I love getting the kids fired up, but it was just like ugh, a little bit of an ideological difference. Nothing against religion in general. I just, I don't know. I, I couldn't quite get myself to do it. <laughs> that's really cool of you then man because it's like it's something that you you might not completely agree with so you're like you know what i i don't feel comfortable doing this and i i really respect that dude that's awesome i I yeah i don't know i mean everybody's got their thing i don't mind going to church you know but i I guess i just felt different when i was the one on stage like kind of being a, a part of the i don't know that whole thing it just felt 
I don't know. A little awkward, just yeah, yeah, to yeah. say the least. That makes sense. I don't think Luke plays there anymore, does he? Or, no, he, he's uh, basically writing an entire album, if not an entire musical, um, about his experience within the church. Um, oh, yeah, right, yeah. right. I have to talk to him about that. I haven't even asked. It's been such oh, a yeah. long time. I'm actually about to see him later. <laughs> and, oh, uh, dude. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Give him a like, high five or something. Yeah, I'll let him know I was talking to you because, uh, yeah, he, he won't shut up about it. He'll talk for hours <laughs> about that. If I know, let him. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a dangerous uh, game, man. Yeah, true, true. For me, man, I mean, I grew up in the church too, yeah. you know, but it was a little bit different than Luke's experience, I think. To yeah. me, it was more like seeing my parents being involved with the church, yeah. but mostly not even church, but more people. And how they would help people, you know, and, and all these things that I would see that really encouraged me to want to be like that. So yeah. then just just seeing the change in people's lives and how it was better, how people started to be happier and how my parents had an effect in that, you know, maybe like somebody was depressed or something. And yeah. my dad would play with them and talk about them and like read the Bible and all that stuff. So seeing that really inspired me to really want yeah. to know what it was about and yeah man i've i've been doing that ever since you know so so yeah i'm definitely yeah. christian you know and, and i'm that guy that really believes in what i say so i feel extremely yeah. comfortable if i'm like at the church leading worship or that thing okay. because i really believe it you know and then yeah and and i wouldn't feel comfortable if i were at some other setting where it's like hey dude i don't agree with this but i'm gonna sing about it to make a paycheck so so i yeah. really, really think that's awesome that you didn't do it either you know and it's not like i believe that okay so 100 percent is only christianity and anybody else who doesn't believe in jesus is gonna die that's yeah you know that's ridiculous yeah, no. right 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 yeah. but i for me man it's really worked out my whole life and i'm just grateful so yeah that's awesome yeah i mean oh, yeah. I, I i definitely consider myself to be like a highly spiritual person um, and I definitely agree with like, you know, Christ consciousness or like Buddha consciousness or whatever. We all kind of want to get there eventually. But I just feel oh, yeah. like, I feel like as a kid, it was just a little bit heavy. Like, you know, especially when all the other kids there are getting so riled up about it. It's like, they can't quite think for themselves yet, you know? Right. <laughs> so it feels like a little brainwashy. Like, I'm not saying it's all bad by any means, but it was just like a little heavy. For me at the time oh yeah and then i mean i think that that happens without them even trying because yeah. i think as like human beings we always want to try and make sense out of the world so then if you're born into that thing you are going to be brainwashed you know yeah, yeah. Until you grow and then you learn about other things you know and i feel like that i mean i, I grew up seventh day adventist and yeah. i still consider myself seventh day adventist but there's a lot of stuff that I grew up listening to and believing that today I look at it and I'm like, no, you know, that makes no yeah. sense. Right. Yeah. And, and as a kid, you have no option because that's all you're presented with. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think that probably happens everywhere, you know, dude. Like, yeah. Just, I, right. I think you just like, you know, it's harder as a kid to take it with a grain of salt. But I mean, I've talked with Felix about it before. It's just like, that's where we kind of get along where it's like, yeah, we, we were always a little involved with it, but. Um, you know, to the extent we took it super seriously, uh, you yeah. know, it was probably not as serious as, as some people. So like, we've, yeah. I don't know. I don't feel like we had a bad experience. Felix still in it. So he definitely oh, yeah, right. yeah, he didn't have a bad true. experience at all. 
So yeah, that uh, makes sense. Different strokes for different folks. I don't know. Oh yeah, for, for for sure, man. And I think that what matters the most is like just caring for other people, you know? Yeah. Because there's always going to be negativity and positivity, regardless of religion, of yeah. politics, you know, like I hate politics, you know, but anything like that is just ideologies and that's yeah. really not as important as people, you know? Exactly. Like, yeah, uh, I don't know how deep you want to go with it, but I just, I'm very like sort of anti-dogma at this point. You yeah, know what I'm, I mean? I'm like, super down going deep, man. This is fun. I'm like getting to know you. you know, so. <laughs> yeah, it works. Caught me on a good day. So. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, so tell me about that, man. What, what do you mean by like dogma and being against it and all that good stuff? Uh, I think I think it's like a Buddhist idea, but it's like, the more you are identified with your belief system, like the less open you are to new ideas. And that's not to say you shouldn't have a belief or something like that. That's what carries you through life. But again, the kind of grain of salt idea. Where it's like, ooh, like something new comes along like challenges my old system of belief. I can at least hear it, consider it, and maybe then throw it in the trash or whatever. But sometimes I feel like people, ah, oh, shit, I gotta restart my laptop sorry this thing is crashing so yeah at this point my laptop crashed and i had to restart it and then we uh, got back to the conversation yeah sorry i'm on my old uh, laptop i forgot it likes to crash i should have been on my new one but uh it is what it is oh right so. right <laughs> Um, but anyway, where were we talking about, uh, dogma, whatever, Ser right. serious, serious, <laughs> right, 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 serious stuff, crazy times, yeah, yeah, you were saying about dogmas, and, and it was the, the idea that people don't, don't, they, they learn something, but they don't research, and that kind of stuff, right? yeah, maybe, I just think no matter what it is, like, if you hold your own beliefs so seriously, that, like, you can't, just chill out about a belief that's different than yours, you know, whether it's like politics or science or religion or just pick something fast food. If you're a zealot about Taco Bell, like me, <laughs> like you can't, you can't go to Arby's cause it's just, they're the enemy or whatever. It's like, you know, it's like that whole picking sides thing. And yeah, I don't know. I always boil it down to it's it's the hill people versus the river people. And what I mean is like there's a book called I think it's like money ju money germs guns and steel or I don't know I don't whatever book it was. Dude goes out in the jungle and he's studying like older, you know, civilizations that are still around. And he's like no matter what happens, there's always going to be a d divide. Like they're going to find a way <laughs> to divide yeah. themselves even within their own like uh culture. And it's always like the river people versus the hill people or somebody, always. you know, yeah. there's always like something different about somebody just ever so slightly that then divides <laughs> the whole culture and then they can't talk to each other without having a war or something. And it's like, exactly, yeah, that, dude. to me, that's that, to me, that's the folly of belief and the folly of dogma, you know?
right and, and truly that's like the human race bro because like yeah I, I remember i have a psychology degree right just for fun <laughs> it's like it's like my hobby because I, yeah. I definitely do music time but psychology is great right and yeah. then i remember learning about the study where they put people in groups because they right. wanted to see what about a group makes somebody not like each other and right. just by assigning groups people were already like hey we're group one we're winning we're better than group two whatever you are eight yeah. whatever so yeah man i think that we're just like that you know we like competition um we, we like making things make sense for us yeah. so it, it makes a lot of sense that people who are really into religion may may have a hard time but but at the same time it's tough to say because i'm extremely into religion you know yeah. and i i mean i'm super open-minded too you know like um for example so some people will like especially at church they'll think that hypnotism is bad right it's like oh yeah. stop the devil <laughs> yeah. all that stuff yeah. right dude i mean have you learned about it no they, they just grow up with the whole like hypnotism is bad idea yeah. and never studied it um would i be hypnotized probably not but i have my reasons you know i, I just don't want to be horrible like that but is it of the devil no <laughs> you know that, that yeah. doesn't sense at all and i think that at every place dude people people will sometimes get attached but but it's actually against the bible you know being so so much into a belief that you don't believe anything else because in yeah. proverbs the bible is like hey dude you have to hug knowledge you know go after knowledge and the more you know the better and yeah man people maybe skip yeah. that book <laughs> I don't know. yeah I don't know. I just feel like it's the same sort of idea, like, when someone's like, what? You don't believe in science? Or, like, what? You don't believe in Jesus? And it's like, well, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. Like, maybe, or, you know, whatever. Like, uh, sure. You know, it's just... <laughs> I don't... It, that, to me, is just, like, a, a conversation, like, killer, I guess, you know? yeah that makes sense yeah well i i, I get really excited about talking about stuff um yeah. but, but but i think it's because i have the open mind to understand that i don't have everything and i don't know everything and i probably know a lot less than i would like to you know so so when you come to life knowing that yeah i believe in jesus could he could it be a lie it could you know i just yeah. accept it and, and could buddha be a, a better god or yeah it could <laughs> i don't know right but but i have chosen something to believe and i really do yeah. believe it and i think that's hard sometimes to explain to somebody who's like super christian um, which is why it's so enjoyable to talk with other people like uh, it, it's just really cool because they understand that you don't have to be uh, annoying about your beliefs you know <laughs> you, you, you yeah. can't be open-minded you can try to understand the world you can learn more and more every day and the yeah. more you learn, the more you see that nobody knows everything. And exactly. if somebody knew everything, then they would be God, you know? <laughs> and that's why we're, we don't, you know? And, yeah. and I think that's the reason why I believe in God too. It's like, dude, nobody knows, you know, nobody can explain most of the stuff. <laughs> and, th and that's okay. When you get to the point where you're explaining it, you're God. So yeah. don't even try, you know? Yeah, I feel like at, at a young age, the one thing that I sort of did put together was like, I think there's a name for the paradox of like 
whether you should believe in a god or a deity or not. And it's just basically like, well, if if it does exist and you don't believe in it and there's rules or something, then maybe you're screwed. But right. like, if it didn't exist, uh, I mean, sure, you're, you're good to go. But like, why take the chance, I guess? It's, it's sort of a fear, a fear mentality, maybe a little, I mean, there's, there's two sides of that coin, but just kind of a basic sort of, I don't know, thought. That's, that oh, I, that's pretty good. Yeah. Like, it's like, why well, roll the dice? I mean, you know. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. Well, to me, man, I, I just think that if there is a God, which I do believe, um, yeah. I, I believe that he is just enough to understand people who don't believe and why they don't believe. And he also understands there's the, there is sincerity in whatever yeah. their system is. And I think that that's enough. You know, I don't think that they have to follow God out of fear because that's not what he's looking for. Yeah. Um, and that's just my personal belief, right? A, a different Christian could tell you something completely opposite. And, and that's what's funny about all these religions everywhere. There's so many people with so many different um details that they believe is different yeah like interpretations basically yeah right right yeah and 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 i think that that's normal um and there's no point in trying to argue about something you don't know you know i think it's like akin or adjacent to like um interpreting like a scientific study you know yeah there are basic facts that are pretty damn hard to argue with but then there are details where it's like, well, the data says this or suggests this. And then we have to still come up with, you know, more hypotheses about right. what that might mean. So it's like, it, it sort of doesn't matter. It's like a lot of times you're just constantly in a world of speculation anyway. You know? Exactly. Yeah. I, do. I remember, uh, this is getting me excited, bro. <laughs> yeah, yep. I remember when I, when I was Great. at University of Maryland, which is where I got my psychology degree. We, we, we have to go like through extensive scientific methods, study, right? And all that yeah. good stuff. And, and that's when I realized that it's, it's all crap. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it's, for example, like brain surgery, they, they, they have their studies. And then I think the replication rate, which means how, how often they can redo the study and get the same results is yeah. like 50%. Right. I think look at that and you're like, dude, that's like not a lot. <laughs> you know, that's not a lot at all. And, and even stuff like, uh, let's see, gravity. So gravity is a law, right, for us. Yeah. But then scientists are now working at a subatomic level where gravity doesn't apply anymore. So it's like, okay, something that we thought was a law for the whole universe doesn't apply to everything. So it kind of like broke even gravity you know there's a lot of stuff that we just don't know and i think that it's it's kind of cool to try to explain stuff as long as you're aware of the fact that you're not god or you're not whoever made this stuff and you're not going to know at least in this life you know and that's okay right it's cool so yeah Yeah. that's my whole religion should feel i guess (laughs) yeah it's like getting comfortable with the unknown you know just comfortable that you don't know at all or whatever yeah Yeah. makes sense and life is so much easier that way man because then you can start learning things you know that that's everywhere even in music you know i don't know if you've you've encountered people who are like really bad at their instrument sure 
<laughs> it's like, dude, this kid sucks, but he thinks he's like the most amazing oh. kid. Yeah. Right, right. So, so I, I mean, it, a healthy amount of bravado and rock and roll never hurt anybody. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. There, there's some genres that if you look like you know what you're doing, you know, it's like half of guitar playing is your face. You know, if we can make like the, the same yeah. face. The rock right. and roll face, the Santana face. It's like the uglier the face, the better. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. that definitely applies in jazz too. Like I remember I've been at some jam sessions and, and there's this concept of if you play a wrong note, you play it twice, you know, because then people think you meant it, you know? Yeah, so like, there's been like one, maybe like three times, I want to say, where I've played something that I was like completely lost, no idea what key I was in and anything. Yeah. I just did that thing twice and with confidence. And then like you go up, half step, and you do like all this yeah. like random stuff. And like people in the audience are like, oh my gosh, that's so good. What a genius. That- and I'm like, yeah, dude, <laughs> I have no clue, you know? Yeah. And, and just be okay with not knowing what you're doing and coming back, but doing it with confidence is, is something oh, yeah. that I wanted. You know, let, let me see if I... I'll play some piano for fun. Can you hear the piano? Yeah, I got you. Yeah, so like, like I'm in the key of like C minor, right? Right, so I can do like all this stuff. But you can get off key and it still sounds like you're okay. Yeah. do anything you want you know yeah so, so i think that's the the cool thing of being open to to learning everything you can about something whether that's math that's religion that's music you know and, and once you know the most you can you start to see that those little things that you used to learn like music theory like i don't know beliefs like equations whatever yeah these things they just explain something that is so much more beautiful so bigger than the music theory itself so yeah so, um, like sight reading for example is it cool to sight read yeah it's cool it's important it can help you in life but at the same time the paper is never going to be as beautiful as the music and, and i think that that applies to gravity that applies to everything in life it's just yeah learn everything you can but know that there's so much more beauty in being able to manipulate it and being able to understand that it's more about emotion than the science, you know? Oh, for sure. We're done. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then like to build on that, I mean, looking at just the parallels between disciplines, you could say mm-hmm. uh, there's a very like uh, nascent uh, school of thought that I hope becomes an actual uh, subject in like higher learning and it's called uh, omnology, and I don't know if if the author that I like actually coined the term or not, but he's obsessed with it. Uh, his name's Howard Bloom, by the way, as just a oh, okay. ph- phenomenal author in mind, but um, a bit of a polymath, really, just knows everything about everything. But um, <laughs> that's always scary. Yeah, his uh, his philosophy is this omnology idea that could be taught in schools one day, where it's like it's um, a discipline of all sciences or all genres of thought so you just look for the parallels between them all you're like rather than you know a a rabbit in a hole in your molehill or you know learning more and more about the nitty-gritty of say like you know uh microbiology or something which is nothing against that you know learn more about it crush it 
But, um, you know, you could be the eagle soaring above all the disciplines and looking for, you know, clues to solving problems based on, you know, a subject that really didn't have anything to do with X or Y. But, right. you know, something in physics triggered your thought about something in biology and that could like solve a problem. And yeah, he talks I... extensively about that. So I feel like, you know, music and science and religion, they all kind of go together if you really look at it from above rather right. than trying to be in the rabbit hole, like learning scales yeah. and F sharp and, and trying to figure out this, you know, bullshit. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I don't know. You just, you look at it all. That's, that's beautiful, man. I think that's like extremely valid um, at one point And then maybe... I, I would question it uh, at the other side, but, but I yeah. think it's, it's mostly positive. You know, I, yeah. I think it's valid because the more, you know, the better, you know, and that's right. about everything. Um, yeah, dude, like so sometimes actually a couple of times in my life, I've been questioned about playing a lot of instruments just because, I mean, I grew up yeah. with music, loving music and all that. And I do have a degree in jazz, which is cool, but I was going to ask what your primary genre was there and, that was good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, that, that's actually, I have no idea because I mix everything. You know, like I dropped a rap song like a month ago and gotcha. I do like jazz and I'll do like bossa nova because I'm Brazilian. I have to, you know, that kind nice. of thing. So, yeah, yeah dude, I, go around, I love rock. I love pop. You know, I'll do yeah. a little bit of everything. But, but anyway, I was, I was going to say something about, oh, yeah. So, so in terms of knowing everything and knowing all these instruments, it, it actually really helps. So by playing the drums, my rhythm is better at the piano. And, and by playing the saxophone and trying to be in tune, I can sing a little bit better because I'm used to hearing the note more, you know, and all these things. And even the guitar, I mean, the, the guitar really helps if you know all your scales. Um, understanding the concept of intervals yeah. really helps the piano. So all these things, they come together. And that's everything in life, you know, if you're willing to just be open-minded and, and work hard, but at the same time, you know, I'm that guy that, you know, I'll put a metronome on and I'll be like, okay, you know, and I'll be here, yeah. like for, you know, this is me like, and then like half hour later, you want to do it like in every key, all that stuff. Yeah. So being able to do all these things first of all it's awesome you know because because you have freedom you can do whatever you want it's really cool but but it also informs knowledge in other instruments it's like okay so i can do like a, a fast run here or yeah. whatever i can i can i know how i got this here so i can apply the same concept on the guitar and i can apply the same concept on the piano and all that and learning how to practice with a metronome that kind of thing so yeah. so i do agree that it's really important to be open-minded and see every subject and see how they relate. But I also think it's really important to go deep in right. everything you can so that you can be better a little bit each day. You know, nobody's going to be born and be like Einstein, you know, <laughs> or, or or Howard. What was it? Charles Howard, whatever. It's uh, Howard Bloom. Howard Bloom. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like nobody's going to be born and like be a genius. But yeah. you can work at it, and you can be better than yourself the next day. So I, I think it's a lot of fun, dude. Yeah, man. No, it's cool. It seems like you uh, you got it, got the theory down. I 
I still never quite made it to that mountaintop or that plateau where I really have like all the freedom in the world. Cause uh, going, back, going back to Daniel Roberts, you know, he was my guitar teacher when I was young and he oh. still, he still blows me out of the water when it comes to like theory and, and all those things. But I guess I got too caught up in like the Jimi Hendrix stuff, yeah. those rabbit holes and was like, well, you got to know enough theory to like kind of right. learn how to break the rules. But then it's like, you almost want to forget all the rules and yeah. like kind of start from scratch and rebuild yourself again, because it's like, you could get a little too caught up in it. Yeah. Um, and that can be a dangerous game too, man. Yeah. Daniel, dude, Daniel's amazing, man. We, yeah. I've, I've been with him for like a lot, of, a lot of years really. <laughs> and he's great. Yeah. And there's a lot of really good musicians in the area um but but i think that in terms of theory it's that thing where unfortunately it's taught in a boring way you know and, and yeah. people know how to make students understand that it's fun you know it can actually be really fun to know your theory mm, yeah and just yeah. Being, just manipulate stuff you know yeah like daniel helped me with that like uh you know crazy train for instance you know the ozzy song you know, once he showed me, like, how that actually works from a theory standpoint, you know, it's in, like, Dorian mode or whatever. I was oh, like, yeah. I was like, oh, so you could actually use this for something cool other than just, like, annoying people by noodling on scales all day long. Exactly. Yeah, yeah it's actually you know. me. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. That's hilarious, dude. Yeah, man. I mean, theory, theory, to me, I've always liked it because as a little kid, I used to play the piano and then I would come up with my own theories of why it kind of worked and why not. And then when I got to jazz school, uh, it, it, it's almost like I learned to put names to my own theories, you know, yeah. so it kind of just like clicked and I was like, oh, okay, so that's what that is. And, all that. and then, of course, I learned so much more. But yeah, dude, it's worth it to, to me, at least, you know, it's worth it because then whenever I'm writing a song, for example, if somebody comes and they have like this whole vibe that they want to create, you know, maybe they're talking about like, oh, I want something like super moody and I want it yeah. to be like scary or that. Oh, OK, I know exactly what you want. You want like this. Yeah. You know, like whatever. And maybe I want something happy, you know, so, you know. Or like they, they want like something bluesy, something like you can jam to. So it just gives you more tools to do what you want. Yeah, and I think the for coolest, sure. Yeah, bro. Like the coolest thing for me is my own music. Like I can do whatever I want. You know, like I had actually, let me see what day's today. Yeah, like next week, I'm getting two songs recorded that have an orchestra. So wow. I'm getting like an actual orchestra recorded. And I've actually done that in the past too. Like I have maybe like eight songs of mine that I've done with an orchestra, but I've also written for a lot of people and like big band stuff, you know, and all that. And dude, being able to make music with that and listening to it, it's like, it's super humbling, first of all. It's the most beautiful thing ever. And it's like really cool. You know, I get to paint with a brush that maybe not a lot of people know how to or can. And I think yeah. that that comes from just knowing a little bit more each day and going after it. Uh, but then again, dude, not everybody wants to have an orchestra in their song. <laughs> and that's okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can hire people. Maybe you don't even want it. 
So, but to me, at least, I, I get really excited about being able to do things and being happy with them and wanting to do more and all that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, I was actually going to try to send you something in particular. Oh, okay, okay. Um, over email. Uh, it's probably like my... I don't know. I, have, I probably have like three favorite living bands, I would say. And um, sending you one of them, kind of based on the orchestra thing. Oh, they, nice. they just did something related to that. But um, they're a Scottish band uh, by the name of Biffy Clyro. Mm -hmm. uh, they're definitely rock and still like super unknown, I guess, in America. But they're mm -hmm. like massive in Europe. Like they're on the radio and stuff. Like it, oh, they're wow. just they're normal over there. They headline Reading every year. Mm -hmm. Um, but anyway, right. they're basically like if if math rock was super poppy. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just like so deceptive how clever they are that you don't even really realize until you try to learn one of their songs what yeah, they're right. actually doing because it sounds so simple but at the same time unique. And you're just not sure why it sounds so unique because it's so smooth. Um, oh, dude, I'm so excited. Like, right, I have to listen that's to them. But I sent you their one of their latest songs that I think they did it with the orchestra in the back. It was pretty sick. Oh, yeah, I see. Oh, and it's recorded at Abbey Road. So, you know, they mean business. Oh, yeah, they're the top dogs over there for sure. Yeah, um, I hate ads. All right, here we go. Let's see. But, yeah, I mean, oh, you can I check it out now or later. Whatever. Yeah, dude, I'm too excited about it. I'll, I'll check okay. like two seconds. Yeah, I'll edit this part out of the podcast. Oh, I'll yeah. it. You know what I'll do is I'll sprinkle in the song itself into the episode if I don't get sued. <laughs> oh yeah, true, true. Dude, I really like this. So yeah, yeah dude, it, it, it can it just adds a lot of emotion to to any music. And again, it's like it's that thing where like you. It's good to go to school and learn about the violin, the viola, and the cello, and how they interlock and all that. And then, like, maybe the winds and brass. It's a lot of stuff to learn. Yeah. Um, and it's never going to substitute the beauty of listening to, like, one of your songs with an orchestra for the first time. Like, it's yeah. it's it's just amazing. <laughs> it's crazy. And I remember last year, I got a chance to perform one of my songs with an orchestra live for the first time. And dude, it was insane. I was like, you know what? Let me like go to this corner real quick so people don't see me tearing up. It's, dude, it's crazy. And, and the ability to have to just do that kind of stuff is a huge blessing for me. So, so I think it, oh, it's sure. important to really get into learning and just excited about this information. You know, it doesn't have to be boring. Um, but unfortunately, it is boring for a lot of people because maybe they don't understand how cool it can be. Who knows? <laughs> Yeah, so how, yeah. how far does your music theory go, bro? Like, um, Just okay. beneath the surface. Now I get lost. I, I bombed an audition recently because they asked me to, like, uh, change keys on a song real quick, like, on a dime. And I was like, <laughs> dude, uh, <laughs> I'm, right. I'm not that guy. <laughs> I know how to play the song, like, fine. But, like, once you start asking me to move it from b to b flat or just a whole different key i'm just like <laughs> right capo i'm probably good but like otherwise it you need to give me like a minute to figure that out i can't just, just like you know 
Yeah, yeah, dude, that's a tough skill too, man. Like changing keys. That's that, especially on the guitar. Yeah. Well, actually, no, I think on all of the instruments, dude. Just learning all of them, kind of, because there's twelve, right? So it feels like a lot. But I think in a year, if you do like one key a month, then you'll be set for life, you know. But yeah, I've been. I have a note in my phone that was like I don't know, maybe four or five years ago. I like set my mind to like relearn oh, notes nice. again, and I get a, and it's really sad because I get a <laughs> reminder, at, like every so often that I set the reminder, and it's like it has been seven hundred and fifty days oh, since you set this reminder, and I go, it's seven hundred and fifty days. I still don't know exactly <laughs> right. how this works. <laughs> like I've tried. It just doesn't, it doesn't, it, it's funny because it does sink in right, subconsciously. Right. So like when I'm drunk in the bar and playing in the cover mm -hmm. band or whatever, like I'm, I'm really more of a, like a lead guitar player than I am mm -hmm. anything else. So when it comes to that, yeah, I don't even need to know the key. Just start playing and like, I'll start ripping and you know, I don't question it. It's just like my fingers start moving. I start feeling something nice. and it goes from there. So I know that like, I know it on a subconscious level, I just, if you asked me to like repeat what I just played or what key it was in or what mode, I'd be like, yeah, I, I don't have an answer right. for you, man. So that, that's no, where I struggle. But it sounded good, I thought. So I'm just like, I don't know. It's the Dimebag Daryl, if you ever knew who he was. It's his school of thought. A little major, a little minor. I don't know. It's <laughs> fucking rip. But if it sounds good, it is good, man. I think that's the first rule of any music, you know. If it's good, and if it sucks, yeah. some people will like it still. You know, so just go for it. Nice. Yeah. Dude, the so, I don't know. It's gotten me this far. It's nah, gotten me on the radio. Yeah, so, fuck that's so cool. what's, what's the name of the song that's gonna be on the radio? It's called Dispensary Kid. Dude. And uh, wow, I'll look it up. It's coming out on 420 <laughs> on the radio segment, Yeah, incidentally, so pretty stoked. Dude, congratulations, man. That's so exciting. Thanks, dude. Yes, 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 yes. Cool. Well, uh, this has been a fun chat, man. Yeah, man. I think uh, we could definitely like go, go for hours or meet up in person sometime. Yeah, for sure. Let um, me know when next time we go to Felix's, and, and I'll see if yeah, you definitely. schedule. And yeah, man, it'll be cool. Um, usually I kind of wind these things down with just like general stuff. Maybe we didn't get to, I mean, sometimes people just want to mention the latest stuff that they're doing, whether it's a show or a release or just, uh, you know, say hi to their dog right. or whatever. Yes. Um, oh man, I wish I had so. a dog now, man. That's crazy. I'll say hi to my wife <laughs> who will probably never listen to this, but Amanda, I love you. Probably not. But if she does, you know, you might as well. Yeah, it's get funny. It like when you're dating, they show up to everything and then they'll carry the luggage, no. not luggage, the instruments and all that. As soon no. as you get married, it's like, yeah, I'm never going to any gig ever. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. it's fine. Yeah. Well, you know, the good ones, the showcases where there's, you know, free booze or. Right. Or yeah. That kind of stuff. That kind of stuff. But dude, in terms of. Didn't you just play? Oh, go ahead. What was that? So Sorry, didn't you just play the Cherry Blossom Festival? I did, yeah, yeah. That, that was cool, man. Uh, yeah, we, we did. Did the other half make it out for that? Uh, yeah, yeah, she was there. <laughs> for, for, See, there you go. <laughs> big stuff, she's usually there, even though the Cherry Blossom isn't that big. Um, yeah. she, she'll, she'll show up to a lot of stuff. Like, I'm playing this weekend. I'm, I'm sure she'll go 
because she has nothing to do, you know. But if it's close, yeah. whenever I have to like either get on a plane or if I have to travel for more than 40 minutes, I know she's just staying home. And I understand, so, you yeah. know, like it's like I'll be tired. So why does she have to get tired? And, and, yeah. and you know how, how it is, you know, if you want to do like a really good job, you have to get there early. You have to do the sound check and it's going to take like your whole day. So, yeah, yeah she, she can just chill. You know, she's the best. And yeah, man, I, I guess, yeah, yeah, shout out to the wife. She's awesome. <laughs> but there you go. In terms of releases, dude, I'm I'm at the moment working at like 20 different songs at the same time, you know? <laughs> and that's like original nice. music. There's also music for clients. That one that I sent you is the one that was the most recently released, which is called Hashim Kadosh by Chris Howell. He's awesome, and he's a songwriter. And then his daughter sang on that. So she's cool. Her name is Camelia. She's what's up. But yeah, dude, there's there's a ton of music coming out, dude. I, I think that on my hard drive currently, uh, I have this folder of music that I am working on that includes my music and other people's. Let me see if yeah. I can count it. Maybe I can't. Uh, oh, yeah, 79 items. <laughs> wow. Yeah, right. So there's, yeah, yeah. yeah, there's 79 songs on the furnace right now. So that's like your full-time job then, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, this is definitely what I do full-time. I've been doing it full-time for okay. 17 years, I believe. So I, I, oh, I feel sick. blessed. Yeah, dude, it's a blessing, man. I mean, I, I could. I, I don't like to talk up too much about these things because then I feel like I'm bragging, you know, and I'm not that guy at all. Yeah. <laughs> but I've been, I've been able to do really cool stuff, thank God, you know, and I'm on the Recording Academy. Uh, I'm a member of the Recording wow. Academy, you know, and I'm, part of the DC chapter for the Grammys and all that good stuff. And yeah, man, I, I've just done a lot of cool stuff playing with the orchestra, awesome. you know, like that's sick. You know, I never thought I'd do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, I have my own band, but I play in a lot of bands too. So because yeah. I got to be hired for a lot of different instruments. Um, but yeah, in terms of stuff that is coming out, I do have an album that I'm planning on releasing by the end of this year. We'll see. It's a lot okay. of complex stuff. You know, it has like, it's nerdy music. Um, definitely more than five chords. <laughs> it's like seven yeah. chords in, in each song. But but I'm excited about it. It's, it's what I love to do. And then there's a guitar and voice album that has a lot less chords coming out too. And after that, I have an album that is like two chords a song, you know? <laughs> Right. And I guess that just talks about how, how much I like different styles of music. You know, I'm not like, yeah, I'm a yeah. jazz musician and everything else is crap. I don't believe in that. I, I think every music is beautiful. And, and no, you can, but yeah, dude, like rock, dude, I love rock. So, yeah, yeah, man, I'm just coming out with my music. And whenever it comes out, people figure out what style it is in. And it's usually a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, dude, that, that's me. Shows, I mean... If you go to my Instagram and follow me at Philippe Pacanella, I guess, or Faye Pacanella, I guess that's what it is now. Or even TikTok, I post okay. about upcoming shows. Um, yeah, dude, that's pretty much it. All right. And is that how people best find you uh, producing-wise or production-wise, like if they want to work with you? Or is there another, like a website or something? Oh, uh, yeah. Instagram works well. I have a website. It's Pacanella Studios. And yeah, okay. I actually have a Calendly link where people usually set up meetings with me. So usually that works really well. You know, they just go there, they see my whole calendar, and then they can pick a date and they schedule a Zoom call or a phone call or whatever they're comfortable with. And yeah, that's usually okay. how it works with everybody. 
my schedule is pretty packed, so, so it's it's hard to find time. But I yeah. usually am good about finding time, you know, and whether it's like an hour a week if I can work on somebody's song or whatever. And then usually if people need something to do it to be done really quickly, I just charge more, you know, because I have to not do a lot of other people's work. But I think that's pretty standard in the business. So yeah, man, it's a blessing to do what I love. Sweet. Yeah, well, I'll definitely uh, link the studio uh, website um, to this episode, like in the notes or whatever. So uh, uh, you should be able to find it that way. If you do have time and your busy schedule, I might be able to hit you up, get you some extra work. I don't know. Yeah, it's possible. Right. Yeah, so. I love it. Yeah, man. Anytime. All right. Well, I'm probably gonna let you go. So we'll call that a, a wrap on the uh oh, yeah let me go the, ahead. Uh, there we go <laughs> there you go <laughs> so yeah i want to thank felipe for coming on and thank you for listening if you made it this far the song you're hearing in the background is called for you and you can definitely check that out wherever you listen to music and uh yeah it's pretty much it thanks for listening Towards the victory. I know it's hard to see through all the history, this mystery of life. Wake up early, live in misery, and die. Pick a smile all day, cry to sleep at night. Similar pain is real life, but stop. Believe me, I've counted every tear. Saw people leave, but I stood right here. So don't feel alone, you're my work of art. Don't jump the gun, you don't have to run, my son. My arms, that's where you belong. And before long, you'll hear the beauty of the melody of songs I compose in your heart. There's no need to fear, I'm the God who knows the future, I refine you in the furnace of affliction. If you ever wonder where my love stands, I engraved you in the palm of my hand.